It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Should Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler be investigated by the Department of Justice after this past weekend's events? One U.S. Senator thinks so. But first... Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A, hour number two. Rob Francis said Dawson, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved via email, 610K1A.com. Hit the bottom line page, send us your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, where our poll question for today that's gaining a lot of steam and a lot of votes. Spokane City Council going 180 degrees from Seattle and proposing a ban on local income tax. Should cities against income taxes pass these measures in case the state Supreme Court sides with Seattle? Again, 547-1610 if you want to jump on board. Now, Ed, tomorrow night, when we reached out earlier uh, via email to Kennewick City Manager Marie Mosley to see if she would be able to join us on the program or talk to us a little bit about what the Seattle or what the Kennewick City Council is going to look at tomorrow night. And uh, we did not hear back uh, from Marie Mosley before we went to air today. But uh, the Kennewick City Council tomorrow is going to look at creating a new position. Oh, uh, it would be. Basically, an ethics officer. Hmm. So the ordinance would create an ethics officer position. Um, and I, I think we all know what it's on the heels of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's, the, the timing, this is not a shock at all. No, it's not. But over the last couple of years, um, there have been two situations with Kennewick City Council members that have raised some eyebrows. One was the the Steve Young situation, which eventually went to a judge hearing whether or not a recall was warranted. And the other was the censuring of Councilman John Trumbo. Yes. So in light of one or both of those situations, um, the Seattle or the, I, That's the second time you've done that. I know. Are gotta, you okay gotta get, there? I got to get the income tax out of my head. Yeah. The Kennewick <laughs> City Council, after this proposal has been reviewed by the Budget and Administrative Committee at two separate meetings and the full council at two workshops, will, from what I'm reading, look to vote on this tomorrow night. Okay. Now, lots of questions roaming around in my head. There are lots of questions in my head too even after reading the ordinance. <laughs> okay. Um this will be a position created appointed by the city manager for approval by the city council. So okay. the city manager will come up with name or names of individuals vet that process and then put the final name in front of the city council to approve. It does not say whether this will be a full-time or a part-time position. 
Well, one of the questions I had was, what kind of money are we talking about? Well, there's there, there's a budgetary impact, obviously, as well. But here is here is a, a description of what the ethics officer will do. Okay, this All is right. this is in Appendix A, under two point zero six zero five zero, specifically laying out the ethics officer. Okay, the city council creates the position. The ethics officer shall be appointed by the city manager, subject to confirmation by the city council. They will provide for annual review of the Code of Ethics, review of training materials provided for education regarding the Code of Ethics, and advisory opinions concerning the Code of Ethics. Okay, that sounds fine. The ethics officer shall also be responsible for the prompt and fair enforcement of its provisions when necessary. Enforcement, huh? Enforcement. Hmm. The ethics officer, in addition to other duties, may recommend changes or additions to the Code of Ethics to the City Council. Now, this is the first big change in quite some time to the Ethics Code. Okay. So it leads me to wonder again, is this going to be a full-time or a part-time position for the city of Kennewick, which then, of course, is going to determine what the funding level is. Right. Um, but here's the other part. It only impacts city council. They're not an ethics officer over the city. The city officers in office. Just the seven members of the city council. Okay. So if an ethics thing were to come up against the city manager or the city attorney or anybody heading any of the departments, this doesn't apply. Wouldn't, though, that fall under the purview of the council? You would think, but if you're hiring an ethics officer, you would think that individual would be able to handle ethics complaints against any city employee not well, just the city council. That may be a clue uh, into whether this is full or part-time. Could be. If there uh, now if this per or this person in this position had ethical jurisdiction over the entire city of Kennewick operation, then eh, that could be a full-time job. I would say that would then warrant a full-time position, yes. But if it's just the city council that that raises a question as to whether it should be a full-time position considering i don't exactly recall a slew of ethics complaints coming against the city council over the last couple of years i recall two well and both well one was external but the other was internal yeah you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 k1a what's your name where are you calling from yeah this is art from kennewick you know uh instead of hiring uh uh, another position, you know, the money needs to be be fixed for uh, use for streets and so forth. I mean, do the city councilmen, uh, don't they uh, drive down some of the streets and see some of the chuck holes, particularly after uh, winter? And uh, even if they were to get an ethics uh, uh, person, somebody may sue the city using that, hey, you got an ethics person in there. You should actually have known that you shouldn't have done that. So they can actually use it, I think, against the city. I, I think they got rocks in their head. I'm sorry for being so uh, blunt, but that's what I think. Thank you. 
Thanks for the call, Art. We do do blunt here on occasion. Yeah, blunt uh, is often, okay. Quite often, actually. But, Rude is not okay. Blunt yes. is okay. But, I mean, all cities have budgets, and they do budget certain amounts of money for each department. I think Rhodes gets actually uh, quite a bit of the city budget each year. And we it doesn't say in here where... If the funding's going to come from another department, if it's going to pull out of other departments, or if it is going to be a whole new budgetary line item, that has yet to be determined. Well, it sounds like that person would report to the city manager. It sounds like. It, well, it, it, if, it, if she's going to be the one hiring, I well, you got to remember the city council approves, and I yes, don't, I but don't, she's going to look. Let's be real. It sounds she's like she's going to be the one that selects the person. And it, yes, it does have to be signed off by the council, but she's going to do all the legwork in finding the person. But it seems from the way I'm why, the way I'm reading this is that this person is going to be independent of the city manager. Okay, and and let well, me, if let it's me not investigating on. the city, if 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 that person doesn't have any oversight over the city manager, then why does it need to be independent? Let me continue. Okay, the ethics officer may resolve inadvertent and minor violations of the Code of Ethics informally unless the ethics officer determines that doing so would not serve the public interest. Oh, I love that. Wow. Are you kidding me? Read that again. The ethics officer may resolve inadvertent and minor violations of the Code of Ethics informally unless the ethics officer determines that doing so would not serve the public interest, meaning that if... The violation or the inadvertent violation um, is more like a you should have known better. You didn't break the you didn't completely violate, but you got close here. They can do it informally. Okay, but let me give let me offer a translation for everybody here that that line and why I reacted that way is a line that is used when. You don't want the media slash public to know. You can hide behind that line because if it was just a minor infraction and, you know, the old boys will be boys defense, then eh, we'll just take care of it internally and we don't need to make a big deal about it, which means you out there in listening land won't know about it. The media won't be able to tell you about it. And it'll be under lock and key. Tremendous. I love it. Great. Backward step for transparency. What else you got, Rob? Now, in order for a complaint to go forward, and and I'll throw this out before we go to break, two officials have to sign off on the written complaint before it can be filed, alleging one or more violations of the Code of Ethics by an official. It has to set forth facts with enough precision and detail for the ethics officer to make determination of sufficiency, must be signed under the penalty of perjury by the officials submitting it in a matter consistent with Chapter 9A.72 of the RCW. The complaint shall be filed with the city clerk who will stamp it as received and forward it to the ethics officer. So the positive there is you have to have at least a formal process with a cosigner and facts in order to be able to proceed, you can't just pull something out of thin air and say, you need to check this out. So there has to be some basis for retro, for a, 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 I don't want to say retribution, but for a 
false accusation to be able to be dealt with because it's signed under the penalty of perjury. This, can I be real for a second? Sure. This has little to do with the the late Steve Young's situation. No, this is everything to do with John Trumbo. Everything with what John Trumbo did, whether you think what he did was uh, heroic or stupid, he basically went and investigated another member of the city council. And this is the city's response to that, to keep to keep other council members from investigating themselves. They get this position, another layer of bureaucracy. As we go to break. I haven't gotten to the real eyebrow raising part. Oh, I'm going to need an antacid. You might. Would you like some warm milk? Now, I'd like to tell you that this hour brought to you in part by Perfection Tire. Four Tri-Cities locations to serve you. This is The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Now, back to The Bottom Line, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. I'm Ed Dawson. I'm slowly simmering. Uh, he's Rob Francis. He's turning uh, the dial up uh, as to what uh, what the Kennewick City Council is going to uh, consider tomorrow night at its meeting. And um, ethics officer, ethics officer, ethics brand officer. new position okay. to to basically oversee. The, the ethics of the city council. Not anybody in the city offices, mind you. I'm going to read this part. Just the council members. I'm going to read this part slowly so that everybody can digest this and, and you may re-digest this. I was going to say, yeah, I, I think digesting is going to be the, the opposite of what's going to happen. This is, this is the hearing process. Okay. Yeah. It shall be informal. Oh, good. Meaning the ethics officer shall not be bound by the strict rules of evidence prevailing in courts of law or equity. The okay. ethics o- oh, it gets better. Oh. The ethics officer may call witnesses on his or her own motion and compel the production of books, records, papers, or other evidences needed. To that end, the ethics officer shall issue subpoenas and subpoenas do says take them. If it's informal, how do you have subpoena power? Does the person that's being grilled get the same opportunity? Don't judges have subpoena power? Yes. Courts of law have subpoena power. Does an appointed ethics officer in an informal hearing have subpoena power? Well, look, you know, the the state, you know, the, the, the state uh, legislature has an ethics committee, right? Yes. It's a committee. It's not yes, just one person. And... Do they have subpoena power? I don't know off the top of my but head. But they're not informal. They're not informal. Their hearings aren't informal. When when look, when you say that an ethics investigator is going to have an informal meeting with a member of the city council when a complaint comes a, forth, an informal you know, hearing. In, right. An informal hearing. You know what that tells me? It's off the record. There's not going to be notes to be taken. Thus, People like us who are trying to get to the bottom of things are not going to be able to request information about said 
hearings. But yet all testimony will be under oath administered by the ethics officer in an informal hearing. You're going to have an oath. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Robert. I'm a parent in that. Can I just want to talk about Bob Mueller? No, we're not talking yeah, we're about not, Bob. We're, we're, we're not at all. We're Bob Mueller. No. Um, here's the other thing. The ethics officer can adjourn the hearing from time to time to allow for the orderly presentation of evidence. Well, it's informal. What the heck? Let's call it recess. But we've got subpoena power and oaths being administered, but yet we could just... I'm a little... That that section there is a little confusing. Um, It's not to me. However, it does go on to say that their decision is final and not appealable. Oh, good. It's not appealable. Whether they find a violation or they dismiss... There's no appeal. No appeal process. Then the city council will decide to act upon the recommendations from the ethics officer or the findings, conclusions, and recommendations from the ethics officer. It shall be by a majority vote in a public meeting. The deliberations could be an executive session. The member against whom the complaint was made cannot participate in executive session, and shall not vote on any matter involving him or herself. That would be the the Steve Young Mm, situation. Okay. Um, Well, they were directed to do that by the the PDC looking at things. Now, upon the request of the member of council against whom the complaint was made, a public meeting before the council will be held on the issue of penalties. Okay. So that will be held, presumably, in an open forum. But... Everyone's going to be going, wow, I wonder what that person did. Well, now, we'll never know. Good thing we have an ethics officer to take care of that for us. Now, again, there's no appeal. No. No appeal of the findings. Okay? Yeah. In the event the ethics officer finds that the person against whom the complaint was made has violated the Code of Ethics, the city council may take any of the following actions by a majority vote. The action shall be final and not subject to further review or appeal, except as may otherwise be provided by law or as provided in subsection 5. Oh, now they're concerned about the law. Well, I can't, I just, I can't even. Dismissal, referral to another agency with jurisdiction over the violation, like the PDC, admonition, reprimand, censure, civil penalties, up to $1,000 or three times the economic value of anything received in violation of this code of ethics, or three times the economic value of any loss to the city, whichever is greater, any monetary penalty assessed civilly shall be placed in the city's general fund. Oh. Look. Contract void, other penalties like loss of committee assignments, loss of appointment of representative. Which uh, which is what happened so to John Trumbo, we know. Yes, this, this, the censure part. The censure and the loss, and of, the loss, of, loss of everything. Else. Right. Yes. As we go to break, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to weigh in. Um, I'm just shaking my head. You, you, I, I, I don't... I don't think it's a bad idea for there to be at least a committee who oversees the city council. That's not bad. That's that's a good thing. Hold them accountable for things that they aren't supposed to do. Yes. But usually that act is driven by, I don't know, transparency and wanting to be open with the public about what's going on in their city council. What you read 
goes counter to that, in my opinion. I'm almost done. We have a little bit more. There's more? There's more? Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter, at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Mondays Radio 610 k 1854716010 if you'd like to get involved. Also via email, 610K1A.com. Bottom line page, what your name is, where you're listening, what you're thinking. And on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, our poll question for today. Also at 610K1A Radio, Spokane City Council going 180 degrees from Seattle in proposing a ban on a local income tax. Should cities against income taxes pass these measures in case the state Supreme Court sides with Seattle? Feel free to jump in on that one. And... You know, we talked many times about absolutely 100% making sure everything that you have and the people that you love are protected. You can do that very easily and very simply with one phone call. That phone call is to Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance on Road 68 in Pasco, 547-0540. You can also go to jasonhogue.com and check out the policies that are going to work out best for you. If you're a business owner, yep, you can get business insurance. If you're a farmer, Farm insurance. If you've got a teen driver, they even have teen safe driver programs. Life insurance, homeowners insurance, car insurance. Look, AmFam's mission is simple. Inspire, protect, and restore your dreams because dreams are the most valuable thing you'll ever own. Contact Jason Hogue today. Road 68 in Pasco, 547-0540. Go to jasonhogue.com. It does at the end of the, the proposed ordinance, the new ethics ordinance for the city of Kennewick, that they shall release copies of any written reports resulting from an investigation of a sustained complaint, any ethics officer orders, and any written censures or reprimands issued by the city council in response to public records requests consistent with Chapter 46.56 of the RCW and any other applicable public disclosure laws. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to talk about punishments to a council member after such an investigation, they're going to do it in the in the city council construct the meeting construct so yeah that's open to the public and you can get the FOIA requests and you can you can do all that but when you talk about a a position that is designed to investigate and hand out punishments to city council members uh, for their conduct and you use a term like informal. That is a code word for meaning there's not going to be reports. There's not going to be a paper trail. Informal. You and I sit down, cross from a table from each other. Whatever is said is said. There's no documentation, i.e. there's it won't see the light of day. couple of questions that I've got. Real questions that I have regarding this. First, what's the budgetary impact going to be? Is it going to be a full-time position or a part-time position? Second, you can't appeal the decision. Serial killers get the ability to appeal. Yeah. Okay. There is no appeal afforded to the council member that would be found in violation. So that, that in and of itself... That's a problem, that this individual is going to act basically as judge and jury and allow the city council to be the executioner without the ability for any appeal of their decision either. That's a problem. 
you're going to have an individual appointed to this position by the city manager and signed off by the city council who is going to base their decision, okay, according to the ordinance, make and fully record in his or her permanent records findings of fact, conclusions of law, and his or her recommended disposition. How are you going to ask this individual to come to conclusions of law when you're having an informal hearing that yet gives this individual subpoena power and the ability to administer an oath in an informal hearing? So you're going to ask someone to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in an informal hearing. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Um, And you're going to ask this individual to come to conclusions of law. Well, then you better appoint a lawyer. Or you better appoint a retired judge. Or you better appoint somebody who's got a basis in the law that's able to come to conclusions of the law without turning around and saying, Bill Nye the lawyer guy. I listened to Bill Handel on KONA on Saturday, and he said something that sounded really good. I'm going to use that in my findings. Well, you mentioned attorney representation. You would think... That if you're a council member, number one, does this dissuade anybody from wanting to run for city council with this? Uh, you know, I, I was taken aback by this and I have no interest in running for city council. I can only imagine. But will will a council member have the ability to bring representation with in this informal, laid back, you know, shorts and sandals, feet up on the desk kind of kind Here, of uh, hearing. Here's another big question, and we'll get to it after we go to the phones, and this might be the, the, the biggest question of all. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 16K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, the only thing that I can think of is that they got your governor and your general help them write this. You're chopping up yeah, really, really bad. Yeah, Try and give us a call back in a better area. I, I yeah, I yeah, we can't make out anything. what you're saying at no. all. Um, here's the other problem with this: you're talking about a six-member city council now making a decision. Mm-hmm. What if they split? Yeah, according to law, if they split, the measure doesn't pass. That's right. So that means if it's a three-to-three. Then all of this that the ethics officer has just done, scrap heap. Yep. Well, you may have found the penalty, but three of us couldn't determine whether or not it was it was correct or not, so there's no punishment. So you found the penalty, you found wrongdoing, we can't appeal your decision, but city council can't meet out of punishment because, well, we're split three to three. Or when this comes before the council coming up, is this even going to be created? Is there is there a three three split on this? Hard, well, hard to say. There won't be a three three split on this because remember they did appoint. Oh, that's right, Ed Frost. That's oh true. That's right. So, and he did take the oath. Yes. Yeah. So he did take the oath. So he is there for this. But I think there are a lot of questions sitting in here that need to be answered regarding the power that this individual wields, the the aspect of full-time or part-time, and 
what happens if you come to a conclusion and the city council can't meet out a punishment? Is it like appointing somebody that you vote again and again until you reach a majority? I don't think you could do that in this case. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Well, this is Scott. I sleep Okay, seriously, you, you, your, your, your cell break, phone you're breaking keeps up breaking again. Up. You're, I, you're, I, you're in a bad spot, man. Yeah. Whatever it is, we're getting every third word from. Yeah, you. it's it's not good. So give it a, give it a try. We'll see if we have time to uh, to take it. So you know, but look, we we know what it's on the heels of. That that's yes. the obvious part. But the the fact that the, and the other part of this too, it only impacts the city council. Why one person, why hire one person to just oversee city council instead of overseeing every, and I wouldn't even, I mean, would I go so far as to say every single person that works for the city of Kennewick? Eh, Maybe not. That's why you have department heads, and that's why you have processes that go through HR. But I would say department heads. I would say city manager. I would say city attorney. I would say those people that are the that are the main decision makers in the city of Kennewick would fall under the auspice of this or fall under the purview of this ethics officer, not just city council. But as it's written, it's just city council, which to me, you could have a guy getting paid for nothing for years. Look, because this is this this, we, we know where this stems from. John Trumbo. Did his own investigation, his own ethics investigation, if you will, into another city council member, and it was discovered, and it went behind closed doors, and it was uh, an ugly thing, and he was ultimately censured for that, as he probably should have. Given given the the rules of this, so what this does is it takes. To some degree, the power out of the hands of the council. Well, there's also a disclaimer on the front page in the summary. Oh. That says, there's no legal requirement to adopt an ethics code, nor is there a legal requirement to process complaints in a specific manner with a specific outcome or remedy. Our insurance risk pool, WCIA, requires that we have an ethics policy as a means to reduce risk to council conduct. So it's for insurance purposes. Well, we know that. More than anything else. No, I mean, that's where I was going next is 99.9% of the time when a jurisdiction goes down this road, it's to cover your own butt. I mean, it really is. That's that's what it is, is that, uh, look, the city of Kennewick has had some issues over the last couple of years that haven't put in a very good light. Eh, two. Two pretty big ones. Well, yeah. Two but, pretty big ones. But, but two. And I get it. I get the desire to to deal with things like this and everything. I I I am not necessarily against this concept, but the fine print look j- makes me want to puke. It really does. You know what? Let's take a quick timeout. I think between you... I didn't mean I was going to. You don't need to take a timeout just for me to do that. No, no, no. I understand that. But I think between the two of us, 
we could come up with some suggestions that might make this a little bit more palatable. Oh, good. We're all about solutions here. We on the are. Show. We're all about deconstructing and reconstructing. This portion of the hour brought to you by Ben Franklin Transit going places. Visit them at bft.org. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. This portion of the hour brought to you by Bunch Finnegan Appliance and TV. Continuing a great tradition of customer service at 9 East Columbia Drive in Kennewick. Or you can go visit them online at gotobunch.com. Back at the bottom line, found a few minutes here on your Monday afternoon. After you've thoroughly upset me. Well, I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. Okay. Now, remember, these are just going to be solutions that we can offer to to make the ethics position being proffered by the city of Kennewick for their council meeting tomorrow a little more palatable. Because right now... There, there are few too many questions with this than, than, than I like. Instead of it being a paid position for one individual, it should be treated like any other border commission in the city of Kennewick. Yeah. It should be volunteer. It should be appointed through an interview process like every other position. Mm-hmm. And it should be a minimum of a member of three. Yeah, there should, should be, be a committee, not it, a single person. Yes, there should be a minimum. There should be requirements. There should be a minimum amount of conditions that should be met in order to be able to garner an appointment for this position, meaning you must have a law background. It could be a specialty, especially in ethics. You could be a retired judge. You must have some understanding of law and how it is applied in order to do it. So watching reruns of Matlock would not apply. Exactly. This ethics board can convene once a month and review the current ethics policies, discuss if any changes need to be proffered. Those those changes can be proffered to the city council for consideration, but they don't need to meet more than once a month unless there is an ethics violation that has been filed. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, Bill from Richland. What's on your mind, Bill? Hey, listen to your show a little bit here, and I totally agree with most of your comments. Here's a couple of additional ideas, pots, or points to ponder. Uh, the position really probably should report to the city attorney, because most uh, cities handle ethics issues through the city or the county attorney. Uh, So the position should report to them, and I agree with you, it should be a panel of three. And the notion that there's no appeals process, I think is wrong. Do you think it should... That's my thoughts. Do you think it should be paid, or should it be treated like every other board and commission in the city where those that want to be involved can volunteer if they meet certain criteria to fit the appointment? Completely concur with you. It should be an unpaid volunteer position with a legal background. Thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, they don't need to be on call at all times. This is not a crisis of of epic proportions in the city of Kennewick. No, you don't need one person to have a full time salary to deal with this and re- and sit there and stare at the ethics code all day long and wonder should I monkey with it. 
a board of three with legal backgrounds that request appointment to serve the city, serve the community, keep an eye on the city council, unpaid. They meet once a month to review the city code, see if there's anything to revise, anything to update, anything to look at based on circumstances and so on and so forth. I like the idea. They report to the city attorney, yeah. but anything they file goes through the city attorney's office and then gets proffered through to the city council for any ch- any changes that they may offer to be voted on. But they don't need to meet any more than that unless a f- unless something official has been filed, and then they begin the process of reviewing, looking, but any hearing they hold is not informal. It is a formal hearing. Yeah, that's right, including an appeal process uh, to go along with that. And just, well, the, the thing is, is that the, as you said, just like any other committee in the city or really anywhere, the committee is there to get a few heads together, come up with recommendations that ultimately are given a thumbs up or thumbs down by the governing body, in this case, the Kennewick City Council. That's fine. And if you have if you have the, the backing or reporting to the city attorney as opposed to the city manager, I like that idea, too. So, OK, you're making me feel a little better, Rob. The other element of this, too, is I am OK. I would be OK with them having the power to subpoena evidence as long as the board itself, member of three, writes a petition for that to a judge and a judge grants that petition. Do it the right way. Exactly. So they can have investigative authority. They can have the ability to subpoena and, and look at records as long as they file, go through the right channels, file it, and it is approved by the judge, and it is executed by a member of law enforcement or the court because they are paid and they are official members. If it's executed by those standing members, I'm fine with them having the ability to subpoena information when it comes to their investigation. But every hearing has to be formal and there has to be uh, any kind of oaths you administer have to be formal. Any kind of subpoena, any evidence collected off a subpoena has to be in a formal hearing. It can't be an informal hearing. That's just kind of an oxymoron. We have a uh, developing story as we close our show. Our news partner, Keeper Television, is reporting that the Washington State Patrol uh, yesterday morning arrested Richland Mayor Bob Thompson on suspicion of a DUI. Uh, It happened uh, reportedly just after midnight Sunday morning near the Columbia Center Mall. We'll uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper and uh, find out what we can uh, with that uh, breaking story. Again, from our news partner, Keeper TV. Wow. Exclamation point. Boom. It's good to be back. Oh, yeah, it's good to have you back. Right. Filing week was in May, right? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we'll find, we'll, we'll dig more details up and uh, bring you all the latest, uh, and really all the latest news, weather, and traffic coming up on the afternoon report. Uh, that will follow ABC News.